Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos. It's a pleasure to be with you this week. You know, as we enter the month of August, August for us is what will be your legacy month? So we're going to be talking a little bit about your legacy, what your legacy is, what it means, and the impact really that you have upon the lives of others, um, all of the people you've come in contact with throughout your lifetime, your church and everything else. You know, if we were really to sum up legacy when I think about it, it's almost like, you know, if you're a good steward throughout your life, which is your time, your talent, your treasure, and how you utilize that throughout your lifetime, that's really going to amount to what your legacy is. You know, Hebrews tells us to remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. So basically what we're saying is, is if you look at their legacy and what they've done, what they've accomplished, and we learn from that, we grow, we become better. Okay. And that's really what our message is and what we're going to be speaking about today. Our guest today is Jacqueline Whelan, executive coach of Solutions Provided. Jacqueline's been with us many times, and she's one of our favorite guests. So, Jacqueline, it's a pleasure to have you on our show this week. So, welcome. Thank you, Frank. It's lovely to be here. So, Jacqueline, I know that in your world of executive coaching and coaching, you know, professionals, individuals, and so forth on personal development, you recently came out with a new program. The program is referred to as Leading with Influence versus Position. And I know that a lot of that has to do with, you know, how are you living your life? How do you change your life? How do you impact the lives of others? So why don't we start out, just tell us a little bit about that, your, the course that you came out with, the program, and then we're going to transition that into legacy. Okay, perfect, Frank. It's under the Attitude and Choice series, Leading with Influence, and the basis of it is when companies are looking at their talent and what's going on, they're looking at it from the standpoint of what are the skills that people are going to need to be good leaders in a global economy, global environment. So influence is one of those core skill attributes, competencies, or behaviors that falls into that. And what they're finding is only about a fourth of the population has that good influential skill. So we've developed a program on that that we're rolling out, and it's a workshop and also an online e-learning blended webinar series that we're working on and rolling out right now. So if, if we're staying with that, because you know, some of our listeners are not you know, executives with companies and so forth, but like when you and I were talking about the program, what I kind of took away from that is, is that that ability to influence is not only in a corporate environment, but it's in a community environment, the family environment, and everything else that you're doing in your life. You're seeing it the same way? You see it a little different? What do you think? I see it exactly the same way. And the power of influence is huge. We can talk about it at a very practical day-to-day from a parenting standpoint. How do you influence your child? Because we know you can tell your child to eat healthy, and that's not going to change a thing. Right. Or you can alter what you do and you can show them a different way and hopefully that influence will spill over and your intentions through evidence of behavior will spill over in that we also see it in our communities we talk about community impact community service people who volunteer they have tremendous influence i have a girlfriend who is a teacher and she has uh, one of the little boys who's a friend of her son's she basically takes him for the summer because his mom works that's influence on a child because you're evidencing opening your heart and home. So in other words, the, the response, because I said so, 
not good enough. It's it, what it we're doesn't saying. work. No, because it'll it'll work in the moment, but as soon as that person's outside of that, you've really not Im- impacted them positively. You you didn't make an impression. Not at all. And what we're seeing, Frank, from an individual standpoint to a corporate organizational standpoint, there's this real shift that your title and position doesn't really I mean it matters but it doesn't really matter it's what is your behavior what are your words and how do you evidence and connect in that relationship piece in an influential manner basically it's who you're being in the moment it's it's that presence and you know it's interesting because a lot of people look at me and they'll go Frank you're a financial guy what's this have to do with finance and our show is really about responsible wealth, which is that whole person, which is faith, family, health, purpose, and money. And money is last in all of that. But when we look at that and we're being you know, responsible with this wealth, this gift of life that we have, these talents and mm-hmm. abilities that we have, when we look at that, it comes down to every aspect of your life, which is you know, financially um, – what are you doing? Why do you do it? What's the purpose of money in your life? And then in every other aspect of your life, and then who are you being in the moment? Right. It's interesting, Frank, because I understand biblically, you know, we put faith first and we put money last and you trust and it will come. And in our program in Attitude and Choice, we actually put financial first and we put spiritual faith last because we're going from the premise that if your finances are out of whack, and you're feeling so stressed and overwhelmed, you're not making space on your plate to be spiritually enlightened. And we recognize that we've done that, and we acknowledge that we have done it that way for a reason. And it's just it's about the behavior of people and what they do. And that directly impacts their legacy and what they want to say, how they act in front of others, and what they do with their tool skill and time you know and when we talk about this legacy and you know it's one of those of you know time is a gift yes it is so people will say well i'd like my legacy to be in the future and they're talking about what they're going to do going forward as if tomorrow is certain Mm -hmm. and the reality is is because tomorrow is not certain that legacy has already been scripted Yes. Because up until this point, who you are, what you've done, how you treat people, the time you spent with people, um, how you spend your money, um, the organizations that you assist, how you lead people at work, that's already cultivated the legacy to this point. Now, you can change it going forward, assuming that you have the gift of tomorrow and you start making the changes, you start Im- impacting, improving, and so forth. But when we talk about legacy, and, and people think legacy is, oh, well, how much money did you get? No, it's a lot more than that. Okay, it's so much more of what your life represented up until whatever it's point in time. It's a composite of who you are. Exactly. So when we're talking about this, it is a big subject. And, you know, it's interesting. It's something that a lot of people don't even think about. They don't, Frank. And, and you know, when we peel it back to coaching and what we do with individuals, we talk to them about having a vision. And it's a vision of the life that they want to lead. And what you're talking about is an interesting contrast because it's getting people to recognize that the life that they have lived can be very different than the life that they live forward. Correct. 
and they don't have to carry their baggage or their reputation or anything else with them. It's kind of like the wake behind the boat. It It's behind the boat. You have Correct. to choose to drive your boat forward. But you can only do that if you have a clear vision of the life that you want and you put goals in place and actions in place to get there. So we spend a lot of time with people on that. And that falls under leading with influence. Well, and it comes down to those choices that we're going to make each day, which is, you know, if I made a bad choice yesterday, that was yesterday. You know, now, if I don't make a better choice tomorrow, then it is what it is. And that's the choice. And that's how I'm going to be recognized. However, if I make a better choice tomorrow, I'm already starting to improve upon what I'm starting to see going forward. Exactly. There's a... um, I don't know if you listen to country music. Uh, there's a particular. I'm from Texas. I oh, have on occasion. So there's, you know, a good song that's out, and it's, you know, they talk about, you know, we're, she thinks we're just fishing, mm-hmm. and it's really about spending time with people and the impact of what that time and what those memories mean, and so you know when we're talking about this whole thing of legacy, it's really talking about, you know, what each of us has, you know, what I refer to as that whiteboard. It's our life that we get to script it the way that we want. The, the catch is, is that sometimes we don't think that we have the ability to script it the way that we want. And although God's going to script it the way he wants, if we just kind of recognize what's really happening in the moment, if I get that chance tomorrow to live that day, okay, what do I want to you know, spend my time doing? And we start doing that as we're going forward. All of a sudden, instead of you know, being very haphazard and getting what I get, I get more of what I'm looking to get. Yeah, it's leading a purposeful life. That's it. So in staying with that, one of the big things, and I I just heard you say, was, you know, writing down goals. And you and I, we always have these conversations. So when we start talking— so boring. We talk about the same things. (laughs) So when we talk about this program that you have out, you know, we talk about, you know, influencing others— What should people be doing when we talk about influencing? Okay, because what we're not saying to someone is manipulating others. No. We're talking about influencing, which is different. So, you know, maybe take a minute and just explain the difference in that so that they get it. It's the piece of do you show up happy or do you show up sad in life? Do you see the possibilities or do you spend all of your time talking about how something went wrong for you or how you have been a victim or you've had a bad day. Where do you spend your time, energy, and effort when you show up for others? Are you celebrating or are you complaining? However you show up influences your relationships and it influences others' viewpoint of you. If you are a possibility thinker and you're proactive about your life, they see you as somebody who's living this well-intended large life and getting things done. If the glass is half empty and you're always looking at it from a victim standpoint, people feel that energy. And either people want to get in that pool and they want to waddle in negative energy, or they aspire to be in that positive, uh, possibility-oriented environment. And there's clearly an attraction to one or the other. People also get stuck. People just cannot see that they can get out of it. That's influence. Our behavior and our attitude has tremendous influence. When we look at it from a leadership standpoint, and by the way, you don't have to have a titled leadership role. Every one of us is a leader in our life. 
somebody's always looking at what you're doing. They Whether certainly are. Your kids, your spouse, your brother, your sister, you know, family member, or people at work, or people in your church, or whatever. They're looking. They are, Frank. It's interesting because I do a lot of work with corporates, and some of the people that I work with are in their twenties and thirties, and they're very bright. But I talk to them about creating their image and their brand, their personal brand. And we actually, I talk to them about how do you show up from a professional standpoint? What do you wear to work? How do you dress yourself? Dress for the position that you aspire to be opposed to going out with your friends. Because people are looking at how you show up. And it's your behavior, your appearance. It's every aspect of you. It's people that you don't know. Makes sense. So let's stay with this for just a, a couple of seconds, which is, you know, if we have parents, okay, and just dealing with that a little bit because, you know, we're going through all the different aspects. You know, I don't believe that, I do believe, I know this for a fact, but every little thing that you do has a message behind it. And so when we look at that and we're dealing with our kids and we're raising children and so forth, um, sometimes it's hard to have the patience. Mm-hmm to really communicate what we're trying to do. Yes. So, you know, with regard to that, um, what are some of the things perhaps that people could be doing in order to better script out and instead of just responding emotionally, that maybe they just take that extra few minutes or whatever the case might be, or 30 seconds to kind of think through what they're going to say, how it's going to impact someone. Is it going to hurt them more than it's going to help me, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the case might be? Because that's all influence. It absolutely is. And the challenge with that, and it is a big issue, Frank, is that we hear things through our filter. And we also hear things through the way we see the world. So you may have two children, and one of them may hear the same message very differently than the other based on the way they interpret it, based on their self-esteem and confidence. And as a parent, you have to pay attention to that. You have to look at their expressions. And if you know that you have a child who internalizes and takes it very personally, you have to learn to breathe and really think about how do you engage them on a topic that is of interest to them and that they feel good talking about. Because right now, our big risk is that our kids are lost to technology and they're not engaged in active conversation. So the snippets of time that we get with them to talk is very limited, and you have to be intentional in making it really impactful, positive, and growth-oriented. So if we stay with that for a little bit, okay, and we looked at each day, and we always talk about scripting you know, what you, you want your life to look mm-hmm. like, my suggestion to people would be is you know, start writing down what would you want tomorrow to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you can't see a year or three years or five years into the future, maybe just start with the one day. And what are some of the things you'd like to accomplish? What, you know, if we're sitting here and, you know, we have a, a saying in our business, you know, that we we'll always talk to clients is if I was sitting here a year from today and we look back over the past year, what we want to accomplish, what did we want that to look like? We do that as future visioning, and it's exactly, we'll ask people, what's the story you want to tell a year from now? What is the story you want to tell five years from now? What are you most proud of? And if you can define that, then you start naturally living toward it. You can do that with children, too, where you get them to talk about, what do you want this summer to be like? What do you want this year to be like? What would make it a really good year for you? And getting them to set those goals and thinking about having a vision of their life. 
So, Jacqueline, as we start to wrap up our show today, what are some of the things people should be doing, you know, when we look at this to help them better get the life they want, to have that power to influence, and to really to have that legacy of who they are, what their life represents, how would they start getting that in order? What are just some of the things that we can highlight for them, you know, if we can go through that quickly? They need to take quiet time to really think about the life they want to live. They need to write down notes or a story, a little paragraph about a vision of the life they want five or ten years from now. And then they need to set two to three goals and put two to three actions in place that support it. Start small, day-to-day, read it, focus on it, and try to live it. Exactly. So they need to put a plan in place and put it to writing. Mm -hmm. So for all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Our guest today, Jacqueline Whelan of Solutions Provided. If you have questions, you could write to us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, 08736, or email us at info at IFRW.com. Thank you and have a blessed week.